3: Number three of Prime primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino on the tip of the strip here on MSG Plus. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvare, Kelly Bidlin. This is where we not only watch sports, but we bet sports. And maybe uh, some in-game, although none of us have any in-game action tonight. A whole bunch going on, including a strikeout
4: fest. was <laughs> another one in the inning. Yeah. <laughs> in the Bronx. Seven, seven innings for Montgomery, four hits, no walks, 11 Ks. Six innings for Rodon, two hits, no walks, 13 Ks.
3: How many for Montgomery? 11. So 24 combined strikeouts by the two starters. And they're not done yet. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fun for some to watch. It's... Uh... It's not good for the younger generation.
5: No. The kids. Yes. Kelly, you're a kid. You like that? I'm getting word from Isaiah downstairs, by the way. Sorry, I didn't hear your last question. 30 is what he's saying for the most by uh, two starting pitchers combining in one game.
3: That's what I was wondering. Well, what, is the, what is the record? They are knocking at the door with yeah. 24 right now. Thank you, Isaiah. Appreciate that. Uh, if you would update everything else, Kelly. Yeah, let's do we it. Were, we uh, were asking, by the way, while you were distracted, we were asking uh, if, if the kids... Would be into a strikeout fest like this, and we decided you were going to represent all the kids.
5: Ah, oh, me at thirty-five years old, yes. sure, yes, I will represent all the kids and say no. I will go give me home runs, give me Mark McGuire <laughs> and Sammy Sosa home runs. Okay, there you go. Uh, Bruins three, Capitals one. Uh, Capitals twelve to one. If you want to hop in live, five and a half is your live total. Hurricanes and Predators all tied up at three end of the second period. There, if you want to hop in live, Hurricanes. Minus 130 to minus 140-ish. You get about plus 110 coming back on the Predators. Eight and a half, your live total shaded slightly to the under. Uh, Over Major League Baseball, Mets on top of the Marlins. Three to one, bottom of the sixth. Mets minus five to 100 live. Marlins plus 375 and six and a half, the live total. Reds leading the Brewers five to one, bottom of the fifth inning. If you want to get in live, you can get 11 to one on the Brewers. 10.5, Ten-and-a-half the live total, shaded slightly to the over. Braves all over the Pirates, 9-nothing bottom of the fifth, only a live total posted right now of 13-and-a-half. Uh, Cubs and Cardinals, 1-1 top of the fourth. Cardinals minus 130 live, Cubs even money, and seven and a half and a is uh, the live total. Rockies on top of the Diamondbacks already, bottom of the first, 1-nothing. Rockies are now minus 240 live, Diamondbacks plus 195. 11 and a half live total. White Sox-Yankees still scoreless, as you guys said, bottom of the seventh inning now. Uh, if you wanted to hop in live at home, Yankees minus 160 still. White Sox plus 130 and two and a half. your grand live total in that game. Twins, 10, Indians, nothing, bottom of the fifth. We'll move on. Blue Jays, 4, Rays, 2, top of the fourth. Blue Jays, minus 230 live, Rays, plus 185 and, and 11
4: and a half. In the night of, if we talk about you, you do well uh vlad two for two he has hit his 12th homer of the year wow two rbi for him he is now hitting 338 with a 446 obp we should be drunk with power that's pretty good yeah if we mention your name tonight you're Uh gonna do great things (laughs) end of the night for rodon so they just uh i assume must be a pitch count thing
3: i want to mention the carolina hurricanes and hopefully they do good things
4: Because he was, yeah, Rodon had gotten to 95. That's When you strike out 13, Gil, Mm -hmm. uh, you you get that pitch count up there. So that's going to be it for him.
3: Six innings, two hits, no walks, 13 Ks. They have gone to Michael Kopech. Yeah, Michael Kopech, big prospect uh, from a couple years back, now in relief for the White Sox. Most combined strikeouts in a game, what did we determine those were? 48 or something like that? In oh, a nine, man, in a I forgot. already. I
5: think it was yeah, it was, it was something crazy like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, a few other games still going. Uh, Astros, Rangers, they're all tied up at one. Bottom of the third. Astros minus one thirty live. Rangers even money seven and a half. The live total. Royals up on the Tigers two to one. Top of the fourth. Royals minus one ninety live. Tigers plus one fifty five nine and a half. The total. Nationals up on the Orioles two nothing. Bottom of the sixth. Uh, Orioles eight to one live and five and a half is the total. And Red Sox six Phillies two top of the sixth inning. Just seeing a live total poster right now of eleven and a half. Warriors.
3: Dubs are five point favorites. You jumping in on the grizzles? Yes? No? Plus five? Not. You're not. I'm not. Kelly. Nope,
5: nope but I'm waiting I'm waiting for live. I'm waiting for live. Wait for
3: action. live. Let it get let the Warriors get a lead, then you're jumping on That's the Grizzlies. That's what I'm hoping. Uh no, the Warriors have just taken money uh in this game. Uh like like people know the box score, like people know the final score. Um much more public team: Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. This is Veasan's Primetime Action. Much more public team, and Steph is the star. And when they last saw, by the way, Copa, Copa comes just in. Just comes to strike the first guy. There's it's a strikeout. Just, it's just, it's unbelievable. No, no argument from the Yankees uh, <laughs> looking. Um, You know, sometimes with betting, it's as simple as the Warriors are the more public team. Steph is the more known star. And if you ask the average person who has landed on the end, we say this with college basketball. Some people just show up for March Madness. If someone's just showing up for the NBA playoffs, and I get it, technically, this is not a playoff game, but it is a Friday night, the eve of the playoffs. And so all eyes are going to be on the Warriors, who with recency, we just saw them have a dogfight, as we called it earlier with the Lakers. So it could just be that simple and then if you ask the casual fan name a memphis grizzly maybe they get ja and that's about it
4: if if they even yeah. kind of paid attention and right. if not they would not name one they would not be yeah. able to
3: name one for sure you
4: should be able to get ja but outside of that you're right anybody else i would bet you more people you than you know would not be able to yeah. name i use my buddy single Grizzly,
3: oh, my my buddy Tommy in DC, who's the kid that I've known longest in life, my my oldest best friend. I use him as like the reflection of the everyman for stuff like yeah. that. He would not be able to name Ja Morant's team. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. If you, name a Grizzly yeah. to the to a person who considers himself a sports fan, he's no bigger. There's yeah. no bigger football fan. There's no bigger sports fan. But he would he would be like, I couldn't name one. And if I asked him name a Grizzly in the history of the Memphis Grizzlies, <laughs> he might like I don't know what he'd come up with. You know what? Conley, I bet Gasol, you most people couldn't do that. You know? I, I bet you most people couldn't do that either. I'm being honest with you. I'm seriously. Who would he? He wouldn't say Mike Conley. He no, wouldn't Mark come up, He wouldn't say Mark Gasol. Randolph, That's what I'm saying. I mean, those, those would be Zach, like Zach Randolph. Maybe.
5: I mean, those are probably your three most famous yeah. Grizzlies players. I think Zach
3: Randolph in his brain would stick in his brain maybe, for some reason.
4: May, I, maybe. I know a couple friends who are pretty good sports fans. Yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going to do this test. I'm going to text him right now. I, I, I'm going to do this test on break. I really am. I'm yeah. going to our uh, our boy, Mister. Uh, Mr. Frankoff uh, gave up a three-spot in the first inning. M- Mr. Frankoff. Why didn't we bet against him again? <laughs> the, yeah. You mean the 32-year-old
3: journeyman? Yeah. Why did we not? Why why did we, <laughs> I know. mean, uh, <laughs> like, what were we... we doing? <laughs> we're like talking about him. Where it never occurred to us to bet against him. Uh, oh, We are not that's funny. Oh, Yankee solo shot off of Kopech, and the Yankees lead it 1-0. Gleyber Torres with the solo jack, and uh, two batters in, There it is. The way things are going tonight, it might be enough. That might be enough. An insurmountable (laughs) lead in the Bronx. Uh, Let's talk a little baseball, ladies and gentlemen. You can follow him on Twitter, at Spreadopedia. He is uh, about as good a baseball savant as I know. In fact, I will say that he is the finest baseball better that I know. It's Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason?
6: Pretty good. How are you guys? Having a good night?
3: Having a good night. Um, We were talking about... You know the fact that there's ridiculous amount of strikeouts in this Yankees White Sox game, and there is no bigger baseball fan or better than you are, does it like I mean, where do you stand on the quality of the baseball viewing experience at this point?
6: It's been a little bit tough this year. Um, I, I, I don't I don't have a problem with the strikeout home run sort of sort of issue. I just have a problem with the game sort of dragging on so long at the end. Um, I don't know if if any of you guys have noticed that sort of happens in some games. Um, and that's just baseball and that, that doesn't have to do with strikeouts, but these games just, they seem to go longer and longer. And, uh, I don't have, I don't have time for four hour games anymore.
3: (laughs) As you get older, uh, (laughs) do you have a, do you have a play on any of these remaining games tonight?
6: Uh, I have a couple. Uh, I have a couple home run props. I bet Ooh. in the Seattle in the Seattle game. Uh, I bet Kelnick uh, Kelnick to, to hit a home run. He was plus five seventy at DraftKings. Um, I think we're going to look back in a couple weeks, and we're not going to be seeing plus plus five seventies on Jared Kelnick anymore. Uh, he's batting leadoff too, so you get get the extra at bats there. I really like that bet tonight.
4: Yeah, and Chris Paddock has been – certainly has not been Chris Paddock of two years ago. There's no doubt about that. Uh, as we take a look at this uh, – so they exploded tonight, finally, this Minnesota Twins team and you know, 10 runs so far against Cleveland. But when we look at that division in general, I, I was pretty bullish on, on the Twins. They sit actually below the Tigers right now in last place in the Central. Uh, are they – I mean, as, as well as the White Sox are playing, as well as they are going, is that is that division in your mind? Is that division pretty much the White Sox at this point? I mean, is, is there a chance for the Twins to to make up all this ground with this poor, as that pitching been certainly as bad as the, as the bullpen has been for them?
6: I've heard some stuff in the past week, uh, major media uh, baseball writers saying that, that the Twins might be sellers at the deadline. It wouldn't surprise me to see them maybe try to trade off some veterans. I I do think they can still make a run, but they're going to have to do it soon. Otherwise, the team is likely going to be dismantled. Uh, I I don't think it's going to be a total runaway for the White Sox, but they do look like a pretty good team. Um, You know, They kind of rode out their early slump, and they have some injuries. You know, Robert's gone, uh, Eloy's gone, but uh, they'll be fine. I I, I, I don't think they're going to run away with the division, though.
3: Jason, we were looking at American League and National League MVP odds a little earlier. And uh, specifically with the National League, you and I both had Corey Seager, NL MVP, tickets at 25-1. to Obviously, Seager with a hand injury, he's going to be gone for a while. Uh, And uh, the word you were using both on a numbers game on VEASAN and uh, via text is, you're looking to pivot. And where might you pivot to in this market?
6: Well, uh, there's there's two guys that I want I want to pivot to um, with with some numbers out there I haven't got yet. You, you know, one of them. So yeah, we will mention to, that. Gonna gonna have to we're gonna have to save that till till yeah. Monday's show, sadly. But uh, I do like Nolan Arenado, twenty five to one. I saw at Westgate, and uh, Nick Castellanos. I saw thirty three to one at DraftKings. Both of those are pretty good numbers. Castellanos, uh, in particular, his his numbers are pretty close. To Ronald Acuna's and everything but home runs and media hype, and I do think there's there's a bit of an issue with with uh, Reds player winning the MVP versus versus Ronald Acuna, but um, I do think there's there's some big numbers out there available on Castellanos Still,
4: yeah, I mean, I guess when we look. On the on the AL side of things, we were talking about that. I mean, obviously the number has gotten, and I know you and Gil both have tickets on on Otani, but that number has gotten unbettable. If somebody was looking to get in and and outside of Otani, I personally think there's some regression coming for for him. But uh, if if, if somebody wanted to get in on the AL side of things outside of Otani, I mean, there's some pretty juicy numbers on some pretty good players that are still out there. Um, and also, do you think it's impossible for an Astro to win the MVP because of, you know, we're still humans and humans want to vote on this and, and they want to hold, you know, two years ago against the Astros?
6: Well, it's, it's, it's not so much to, that we're human. It's, it's baseball writers, and they're the voters. I don't think that they are going to vote for an Astro player unless somebody does something so spectacular that there's no way you couldn't vote for them. But there's nobody on the Astros who hits and pitches, so I don't see, see something like that happening. So, and In particular, Bregman, I don't think Bregman's going to win. Um, there's big numbers on him. I see 60 to 1 at Westgate. Um, I'd rather, if I was going to bet something at 60 to 1, I'd rather bet JD Martinez. Uh, I'd rather look, I saw Raphael Devers, I think at DraftKings was still 33 to one. Uh, Xander Bogarts was, was in the mid teens or twenties. I like all three of those guys, but, but it does worry me when you have three teammates, you could get in a vote splitting situation and none of them win, but Red Sox have been performing way above expectations. I, I would say if they make the playoffs, at least one of those guys is going to be near the top with, uh, with Trout out, you know he's he's probably not going to be in the vote this year. And the other guy, obviously Vladimir Guerrero, um, he's he's the main other contender right now. But you got to shop for prices. I've seen I've seen all the way between three to one on him and ten to one on him. So you know, again, it's price dependent. If if you can get the good prices on these guys, there's there's a lot of value in fading Otani for sure.
3: Who roughly, uh, and I'll just open this up to all kinds of markets: MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year. A quarter of the way through the season, who is the the surest shot in any of those markets? Is there even one? Is it Degrom, despite the injury, for Cy Young?
6: It would it would probably be the size with with Degrom and Cole, both of both of them. Um, everybody is is basically you know trailing them and significantly trailing them. There's there's a whole lot of other good pitchers, but. None of them are close to to those guys, um, and and there there will probably be some regression, but I don't know. I, I think those those are the the most you know distance from the field, and Ronald Acuna, if he just keeps doing what he's doing, there's there's not going to be very many guys that can catch him in the NL. Uh, you know, he's he's just he's 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 one of the the highlights of baseball right now outside of Otani. You, you watch every at-bat when he comes up. He's a home-run threat any time he's at the plate. So, you know, I, I'd say he's running away with the MVP.
4: In recent years, we have seen the the old baseball writers at least a little bit embrace advanced statistics and, and get away from wins and things like that. Obviously, DeGrom can't get any run support. He's been able to win even though, um, you know, he doesn't have the win total. That being said... We keep talking about Jack Flaherty here on the show because here we are, you know, before June and the guy's eight. No, and he's got a two five ERA. And I understand the peripherals aren't as good as some of these other guys, but we're still talking about these 60 and 70 year old baseball writers that are going to be voting on this. And, you know, if, if this keeps up, he will lose a game obviously eventually, but you know, I mean, it's a, pretty good start to go 8-0 and in this day and age with the pitch count and the analytics and all the stuff like that I mean he is at least going five innings and giving his chance his team a chance to win um do, do you do you not think he's a little bit closer than than people think
6: well again that's one of the things I always I always point out you really need to shop for the numbers uh, and there's different shops like like the Westgate. I use them, for example, because they they tend to update their numbers the most and, and the fastest they, daily, practically. And they have uh, Flaherty is the second favorite. And I bet them I bet them I bet them at about thirty three to one a couple weeks ago because uh, I, I just thought it was a good number. I bet them. I bet him in 2019 at like 50 to 1. I think he came in second or something behind uh, DeGrom. But same situation. He's trailing DeGrom. And uh, to your point about the wins, it's, it's interesting because I did just recently look up, uh, you know, the, the Cy Youngs for the last 20 or 30 years. And I, I always joke to myself, you know, if this was 1991, Flaherty would win just on the wins. So, uh, you know, a, a lot of the older guys definitely take wins a lot more seriously, but I I don't think Flaherty is is close to Degrom right now. If uh, if the vote was being held today,
3: I think it is the single most interesting thing that could happen this year. Like I think if it, again right. sixteen and two, yeah, you know, like what happens then if he has a three point five ERA? What if
4: he ends up with three or four more wins than anybody else or something like that? You yeah. know, like I, I don't know, I don't. It'd know. be
3: interesting. Jason, we we close it out, and and I just want to bring in Danielle here for a second. Danielle, uh, Jason is the guru of uh, the guru of first inning wagering. Would you like to share with Jason your no. first?
2: <laughs> not tonight, I wouldn't.
3: <laughs> all right, your your record. Well, no, not tonight. But your overall no, I record. Updated in, one uh, for in your first innings this year.
2: All all the first inning bets. Yes. Uh, Forty nine and twenty seven.
3: Forty nine and twenty seven, Jason.
2: Yeah.
6: That's have? on on the nose. No, just
3: whatever. Sometimes she's oh, no, sometimes good. she's that's, yes. That's the no's very, are 31
2: good. and 19.
3: Oh, you've, you've oh, parsed. Wow. The yeah. no's are 31 and 19. Yeah. What do you have to say about that, Jason? Pretty impressive.
6: Have you tried baccarat? You, you, you <laughs> seem like a person who would like baccarat.
3: <laughs> Danielle, freight train. Can't stop her. I always want, I want to have the conversation with her about, well, here's how first it is, but I, I, I can't step in front of it. Why? What do I know?
6: I did. I did bet the uh, the Angels first inning. Yes. By the way, minus one hundred and five tonight. If you can find minus one hundred and five, good number.
3: Time. All right. There you go. Yeah. One more from Jason. In addition to the prop first inning, no. You said Oakland and L.A.
6: No. No. Yes.
2: First inning. First yes.
3: inning. Yes. Pardon me. First inning. Yes. Oakland in L.A. Do you want to play on that?
2: Oh wait. No. I'm on Giants. So You're no. on Giants. There go. Okay. So the yes. First
6: inning. I am on. I am on the Giants too. Not on the first inning. Giants and uh, over seven.
2: Oh, no, A's Angels, yes, run the first inning. Oh, she has so many bets, she doesn't yeah. even know what she... Look at that. Sorry. Can't keep up the with them all when
4: you have a betting sheet as as, as long as gone with the I'm wind on, every day. I'm
2: on Dodgers-Giants under seven. It's
3: like you're trying to fake Jason okay. out.
2: No, I was on that <laughs> one.
5: <laughs> all right,
3: so so you are on the Giants then after all. Giants and and what else did you say there?
6: Giants and over uh, over seven. All right. Uh-oh.
3: Let's go Giants. Jason Weingarten, everybody, <laughs> they're <oppo>. up <laughs> right here on Visa's Primetime Action. Thank you, Jason. Have a good weekend.
6: Have a good week. I'll talk to you Monday.
3: Jason Weingarten, everybody, uh, at Spreadopedia. They're Oppo. You're up. You've never We're been both.
2: A... Yes, run first inning though in that, that Angels uh, A's game.
3: Wait, are you? What are you Oppo on?
2: Dodgers Giants total. Oh, you're so under. I'm under seven and he's over.
3: Oh, well. Yet another one Built of our. Graphic. Guests. I'm just kidding. Yes, I was gonna say build another graphic. <laughs> Danielle versus Jason. Andy McNeil trailing uh, Danielle four to one lifetime. We'll see how it goes with Jason. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, Nashville has scored. And so uh, Andy McNeil somewhere in Edmonton, Alberta, not happy. Nor am I. Four to three Nashville in the third period. Uh, As Nashville tries to get on the board in their best of seven series, trailing two to nothing to the Hurricanes. And Boston all over the Capitals, four to one, just over three minutes left in that one. Memphis out to a 13 to six lead, uh, a little over three minutes into their uh, game for the
5: eighth seed. In the Western Conference, not how you guys wanted this to go to make a no, bet on Memphis. And no, a couple—that's no. the third turnover now by Golden State to start, and Memphis has not missed a shot, so that usually is, helps out. And you, interestingly, though, you would have no
3: interest in betting the Warriors when they show Joff from deep, sixteen to six, and Steve Kerr says, "I want to talk this over." Eight thirty-one left in the first. Memphis by ten. By the way, nobody like anywhere near him. Curry got caught, so an open jumper for Ja to make it 16-6. Early going in the play-in game for the eighth seed and the right to play the Utah Jazz in the best of seven. We're coming back on VEASAN's Primetime Action.
2: Live in game action, then download the free Odds Trader app right now so you can start winning with the up to the second info you need, Gil.
3: Wow. Bounce pass. Yep. Carolina Hurricanes, maybe, I'm no, I'm no hockey expert, but maybe stop committing penalties and being shorthanded all, all the time. How's that for my analysis? I like I have, that. Yeah? I, that is spot on, right if you. you ask me. Thank you. Thank you very much. I like it a lot. 18 to 6, Grizzlies, uh, 7.55 left in the first quarter. Grizzlies out to a very fast start. Uh in San Francisco. I'll never get used to saying that about the Warriors. But in San Francisco, eighteen to six Memphis. Yeah. So your your in game strategy. No good. Uh of waiting of waiting to get the better number on Memphis. Boy, Steph just lost that on his own, didn't he? Um oh I get I guess they got tipped somehow. They gave the ball to the Warriors. Steph looking for three, they're all over him. So
4: I mean, I know they're they're all NBA players and in any given night and we've seen a couple of different nights where guys have gone off for for this team but i would almost i would almost leave a guy wide open to double team stuff and, oh. just, and just and just and just be like, it's fine. If if you yeah. if if you beat us with Draymond Green layups, then you beat us with
5: Draymond Green
3: if layups. If you beat so, us, Kent Bazemore, you yeah. beat us. And yeah. they
5: were doing that a little. The Lakers were doing some of that the yeah. other night. But and I, but I'm with you, Matt. I would I would sell out on him yeah. every possession.
4: I just don't. You know. I, I mean, we we saw. I mean, the, we were fortunate enough. their West Coast team. We saw a ton of their games here on, on primetime action. Like. We saw the good nights and the bad nights and, and the bad nights were the nights where if he couldn't if he couldn't get off, he just doesn't have any help. He doesn't have a ton of help on that team. He just doesn't have a lot of people that can that can go in and and give him the type of support and I don't know, man, I would I would double team him yeah. at the cost of leaving a
5: guy seriously wide open. I really. Was. I mean, really, the only times that like kind of burnt them the last game against the Lakers was when he could easily get it to Draymond, and then it's kind of mm. Draymond playing four on three with him facilitating, and he's a great facilitator. But I, Matt, I'm with you. Like, I mean, we we have seen it too many times this year where Steph Curry single handedly beats you. I would I would be so much more okay losing a game knowing that I was double double teaming him every time down.
3: If there was ever a team to employ that strategy against. This yes. would be it. I mean, honestly, if if more so than any Michael Jordan team of all time, probably. Oh no! Well, because yeah, Scotty Scottie Pippen led the Bulls to the best regular season record in the NBA without Michael Jordan. So clearly, yes, um, there is without Clay Thompson. You know, this team is so different with Clay, right? Mm-hmm. If they if without Clay Thompson, it's uh, it's Steph Curry and and uh, Draymond still there, and then the rest are kind of you know we talked about. Uh, our buddies not knowing who's on the Grizzlies. Our buddies wouldn't be able to name another Golden State Warrior, and they won championships. Oh, Draymond! Draymond just missed a bunny. Yeah, bunny. Yeah, nobody guarding him. Eighteen to nine, Memphis. Six forty left to the first. Um, Danielle, you have nothing on on the NBA. All of your bets are WNBA tonight, right? Yes. I've gone <laughs> sorry. I've gone sorry one and
2: four I'm so sorry to bring after that up the again. 4 p.m. games. And it was a very close one win, by the way. The Dream Fever under looked good the whole game. Lots of free throws at the end. They chucked up a three-pointer at the end, and luckily it was a little bit too late. The buzzer had already sounded. It landed on 162. I had under 162 and a half.
3: It's all right. These come out of your winnings, though, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
3: Still games we are, to go. We are still
2: net positive, so that's the good news.
3: You can still stout, salvage the night. You got Sparks, Sun, yeah. Sun Mercury over. You got another first inning bet, a Dodgers Giants under. If you go
4: crazy on those, wait a minute. They're the Sparks.
3: They're not just the Spark.
2: No, the Los Angeles Sparks. Sparks. Matt's favorite team. Why is everything else? Yeah, well, for sure. New yes. favorite team. Um, yeah, I'm a Sparks guy now.
3: You're either a Sparks or a Mystics guy. What are the other. I'm, 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 I'm a Sparks
4: guy. It's also guy. very
2: hard to sort, search for WNBA things quickly because in the basketball, I can just be like, uh, you know, Warriors, Pacers, right? And that's what else would you be talking about? But if I search Dream Fever. Oh, true. I find some funky stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I'm sure you could. Dream Fever. Hey, what is that? We
5: were discussing uh, downstairs. I was like, you have, a, you can have fever dreams, right? So, like, yeah, you know, it's pretty yeah. rare, and you can combine two team names to make another word. Yeah.
3: Sun and Mercury, you dreams obviously. dreams about the sun.
5: You can have dreams about anything, really, if
3: you Her, think about it. Yeah, if you do sun, Mercury, obviously, you'll get, you know, the closest, like pl- the the closest planet to they the sun. They work well
2: together. Sun, sky, dream, fever.
3: Not Bat Brown. He's offended by it.
2: He likes the sparks. <laughs> Give is me a plural. A, I just want an S on
3: that. He finds it pretentious.
2: Or or
3: don't put an S on this? Hey, and it this? should just be the Spark.
2: How about this? The Sparks playing the Aces tonight. Another S. Oh.
3: <laughs> Las Vegas Aces. <laughs> you go to Aces games?
2: I'd love to go to an Aces game. I've been waiting to see what their capacity situation is going to be.
3: Mhm. Okay. Let's uh let's do a little change up next segment. Let's uh we we've done all these first snaps in the NFL. Um, And we've also done, where is this particular player going to end up? Aaron Rodgers props, Deshaun Watson props. Let's talk about Julio Jones. Julio. Where is he going to end up next year? You can (laughs) bet on this. This is interesting. Coming back on Visa's Primetime Action.
2: Tonight, we have the special after the cut edition of the Long Shots podcast. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds review the odds heading into the weekend of the PGA Championship and tell you who they like and who you should fade after the cut. Check it out tonight at vsin.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Gil.
3: Mm, By the what's that?
4: Update. Oh, Frank Off. Two more given up in the bottom of the second. Down five nothing. We're the worst, by we, the way. We did we, we talk about it, and then we like never occurred to us. To why why do we? Him. Why do we not just go? Oh, this guy's a thirty-two year old journeyman who's <laughs> pitched nine innings over the course of the last three seasons. Uh, well,
5: you know what? We we try to give it a hundred percent on this show every night. You know, we do and, and really dedicate everything to the audience. So we and we don't always have time to make our own bets. I'll you tell know? you what. We gave the information, so Excellent hopefully someone thing. out
4: there. Yeah, I mean the the information was presented.
3: Yes.
5: Hopefully someone else. Hey, out we there got out a else. tweet last night. Someone hit a five to one on some live.
4: Right. That we gave out. No, None right. of us bet
3: it. None of us bet it. So we're doing something. So uh, the Atlanta Falcons famously drafted Kyle Pitts out of the University of Florida with the fourth pick in the draft, uh, which led to the inevitable conversation of, man, you imagine this offense with Julio Jones and Kyle Pitts, Russell Gage is there, um, Matt Ryan pronounced football dead far too early. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, of course, I neglected to mention. Well, uh, 45 minutes ago, I just saw an article posted. Julio Jones, uh, according to uh, Michael Holly of NBC Sports Boston, says that Jones wants to play with Cam Newton on the New England Patriots, that he told his colleagues uh, uh, that 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 is the case. Colleagues, his word in this article. I don't know uh, if that's true, but that's one report. Either way, uh, will Julio Jones play with the Atlanta Falcons or anybody else in 2021? What would the odds associated with that be? And DraftKings has the answer to that question. Look at this market. Falcons are the favorite still. So he's still the favorite to stay with Atlanta, minus 150. Then everybody else is 5-1 to one or longer. And I don't know about you, Matt, but the first team I thought of was the Baltimore Ravens, who are just wide out starved, need to really help Lamar Jackson out. Have helped him some now, but really need to help him more. Boy, would Julio Jones look good in a Ravens uniform. He, 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 Ravens or... Ravens or Titans, right? I mean,
4: it is yeah. it is it is AJ Brown and nobody else in in Tennessee and they could certainly use him and boy, I mean, for the Ravens, that would be a game changing trade if you could figure out how to make that. I, I was reading a couple of articles as well, smart, you know, the smart NFL guys who were saying this is probably going to happen because they were trying to make something happen before the draft and when something didn't happen at the draft time, Typically something like this would kind of just go away then. You know, it's like, okay, we didn't get it done, we were you know, whatever. And, and now they're like, No, no, if this is still a thing and this is still being said and this is still, you know, keeps getting brought up over and over again, that this is probably a thing. And I think that's why the odds, you know, for the Falcons are as, as short as they are, only at, only at minus one fifty, because I think most people
3: are kind of under the assumption that he is gonna get moved. So can if we just step back from our betting lens through which we look. Are the, uh, why would the Falcons let him go at this point?
2: Salary cap? That'd be the only thing. His contract's big.
3: Right, but I'm just saying, if you are truly, like, if you're a Falcons fan, wouldn't you be put off by this a little bit?
4: I would certainly be put off by this because yeah. this would be basically saying that we don't think we can win this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's because if I'm you think you can win at. this year, you're not getting rid of your. Uh, your, I mean. your yeah, you're not getting mm-hmm. rid of Julio Jones, right? I mean, if you think you can win this year, you're going to make a run with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and in, in your in your first round draft pick that you use the number four pick overall.
5: On, yeah, you know? I, I guess it, it, it's interesting to me, Matt, because what you said the pre draft stuff because I feel like this is one of those things you would have wanted to figure out before the draft because like we've been saying it all along where I think Matt Ryan's getting a little bit disrespected. I think we and we think he could still play. Yep but a big part of that is having a guy like Julio Jones on the field, right? Mm. Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley with him. If you knew Julio Jones was leaving town, you might have considered more maybe more of a quarterback then. If he could
4: if he went to the Chargers, <gasps> Oh, my goodness.
5: Chargers oh. and Ravens on there are, I feel like just, those are the two teams. that. Mike Williams, who is can. like
4: the best 50-50 ball guy in the NFL, essentially. You have Keenan Allen, who's the best, one of the best route runners in all of the M. So he runs all the underneath stuff, and then you have Julio that can just do whatever. Like, now Julio can just run free, right? I mean, like, he's super fast, so he can, he, he can go deep ball if you need him to do that. He's also
3: a good route runner. He can go, I mean, it's just, that would be absurd. I can tell you another team that's not listed there. That would be lovely. Oh, wow. I know what you're going to say. The Washington football team <laughs> would just be lovely with that. Or you get Terry McLaurin and uh, uh, the kid they drafted, Damani. They also picked up Curtis Samuel, of course. Samuel's from the uh, Panthers. Good God, if you added him. Now I'm just thinking out loud, but Oof. not listed uh, on that board. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the the – the two teams that are
4: definitely starved would be the Patriots and the Titans, right? I mean, those, yeah. those, those are the two teams. It's odd to me that the 49ers are listed at 8-1 to one with – they. I mean, they've got two. I mean, in, in Debo and in Ayuk, I mean, they've got two good receivers. I don't know really what they could do. Anyway, we were talking about – I mean, that was the other thing. I mean, what do they have to trade, you know, at this point for – for that. But I mean, the, the Patriots and the Titans are definitely wide receiver starved. I mean, they need, they need something bad. I mean, A.J. Brown's in town for the Titans, but outside of that, it is a bunch of, of second tier guys. And so um,
3: that would be an interesting move. You were a guy, and we've talked to a, a lot. I mean, anecdotally, if we've talked to 10 different football people, I think the most, when I ask about season wins, the single most common answer for what season win totals do you like, there's probably two of them. One is, and I agree with this one, Washington over eight. Mm -hmm. The other one is Falcons over, what is it, seven. Yeah. Does if if he leaves, and this is where we get into the conversation of who really means what? Right. You know, quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers means a whole bunch to a line to a season Mm -hmm. win total, obviously. Like massively in a Steph Curry in this basketball kind of way. Right. If you take Steph Curry out of this game, good lord, what how much would Memphis be favored by? but really position players in football by and large mean very little mm-hmm. to a line in a game and very little to a season win total would this affect your handicap of the falcons over at all if he left maybe i'm biased just because i mean you were talking about one of
4: the literal i mean you know literal top 5 oh, yeah. freak athletes in the ent- you know in the entire nfl so it's just it's hard for me to say that that guy doesn't matter when he's, you know, if he's not on the field for this team. I mean, half the reason that you like this team so much is you're like, okay, not only do they have all these guys, they add this other guy in pits. And so, like, it, it, it definitely changes the way I look at that team. Now, wins and losses, I guess I don't I don't really know. But, I mean, certainly the way that I view that team. Undoubtedly, man, I would love to see him go to the Chargers.
3: So <laughs> much with all Herbert's that said. arm. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see him go to the Chargers. I would like to see Lamar Jackson with a legit wideout like that, you know? Yeah, me too.
5: Because like, like Matt said, he's a guy that can do everything, you know what I mean? So I think he can help out Lamar. He's huge.
3: Falcons still the, uh, the favorite, though, mm-hmm. at minus 150, courtesy of DraftKings. The Warriors. Steph Curry
5: with 10 straight for the Golden State Warriors. And they've cut it to <laughs> two. With
3: 120 left in the first quarter, and they're going nuts in the Bay. Look at all those people in this dance. Great to see people in this dance. Steph with 12 already. Um, Two for five from beyond the arc. Coming back on Visans Primetime Action with Wes Reynolds. We'll talk golf with him next.
2: the DraftKings Casino app now and use promo code VSIN to get a deposit bonus up to $1,500. DraftKings Casino has hundreds of ways to play. Choose from slots, blackjack, roulette, and so much more. It's also US-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. Only must be 21 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. Wes Reynolds, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being had. I think that's what you're supposed to say.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Memphis 30, Golden State 29. Well, that, is that how the quarter will end? Yes, that is how the quarter will end. Golden State coming all the way back to take it within one. And if you're the Grizzlies, you cannot be happy with that outcome after you're up double digits. Steph with 14 in the first. His game prop was what, 38 and a half? 38 and a half. Well on his way. Well on his way. Jaw with 10 for the Grizzlies. Wes Reynolds, uh, co-host of Long Shots, as I like to call him, the uh, Swiss Army knife of VEASAN, can do it all, knows all. Uh, not even I'm talking about sports. I'm talking about anything that I throw out. I mean, bat something back to me intelligently. Before we get to your uh, golf thoughts today, what are you betting on tonight, sir?
8: I do have uh, Memphis did get there in the first quarter because it was kind of one of those scenarios where it's like, okay, the Golden State Warriors had the Lakers beat the other night, so maybe a little bit hangover early. So I split it first quarter and first half as well. But like you said, Memphis had a bigger lead and let it slip away. So a little bit of cause of concern there. And I also have the Winnipeg Jets, got a bunch of baseball in action as well. So big things popping, little things stopping on a Friday night. Big things popping, little
3: things stopping like it um is that a, who, who came up with that is that you i don't know i heard it from some wrestling guy <laughs> okay.
8: you know i'm a big wrestling fan
5: oh that's what i thought yes I know. is it yes. yes it was such an honest answer by west though <laughs> I did not know that <laughs> from wrestling. i
8: wanted to take credit for it but <laughs> did not the know conscience that. got the better of me
3: um okay pga today louis oosthuizen and phil mickelson west i'm sure you had that uh, with the with the lead after two rounds, one stroke lead over Brooks Kepka uh, at the PGA Kiwa Island. Um, how are your pre-flop bets looking right now? Are you are you lurking on the leaderboard? They looked
8: better yesterday, I will say that, but still got some guys under par, only four shots back with Kokrak, with Bryson, and also Victor Hovland still even par. He kind of made a mess of it on the back nine today, but still okay. Obviously, I did not have the exact of Louis Ustazen and Phil Mickelson, but now that I look at this, sometimes, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? This is kind of a perfect major for, I guess, I guess Phil to contend in because these fairways are very hospitable shall we say they they are not narrow fairways so it, we know that's kind of the weakness now at 51 years old of Phil Mickelson's game on the PGA Tour well he can hit these fairways he's actually gained 1.58 strokes off the tee which you would think that's where he's going to lose but of a major like this or even like an open championship because I thought if Phil's going to do kind of what Tom Watson did where he was, of course, down the stretch with Stuart Sink at Turnberry all those years ago, it was going to be an open championship. I did not expect this for him to be in the final group going on Saturday.
4: I think the weather's going to have a lot to do with kind of how we figure with all of this. I mean, I think the I think the bad conditions, I think if you're Phil Mickelson and, and Louis Usain, you want the bad conditions to continue mm-hmm. and, and and we were talking to Rex Hager a little bit earlier, and I was, I'm sure you saw the same deal, that it looks like this weather might change earlier than they thought, and, and the wind might shift actually tomorrow afternoon, which would be when all these leaders are going to be going off, which means if they're going downwind on those hole, on those final holes as opposed to against the wind, and, and it's gettable for these guys, I think talent's just going to prevail there. The guys, you know, your Kepkas, your your Matsuyamas, your Connors, even like you're saying, your Brysons and things like that, I think that that's going to be really bad for a guy like Phil and, and Louie. So, I mean, I think – uh, I don't know what what you think, Wes, but for me, I would I would certainly be looking at the weather reports on tomorrow morning. As you know, you can still bet these things. You know, as the as the day goes on, and you know if that if it does look like it's going to shift, I think these guys that these scorers, especially if that if if the that that really tough stretch at the end plays score a bull. I think that's bad news for the leaders right now.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Because you do have a lot of quality lurking on the mm. board, as you mentioned, Matt, with Bryce and with uh, Corey Connors, who we thought might regress a little bit, but he dropped, but he didn't plunge down the charts. The, uh, we were saying uh,
4: I, the wheels could have fully come off. He bogeyed four in a row, and, and I was like, oh, this is – he's just going to – it's going to completely go. And then, and then he birdie the, the next hole after that, which, you know, kind of righted the ship just a tad. So, yeah, I mean, listen, he's sitting – I think he'd be okay, even though not the route that he would have taken to get here, but if you'd have told him that he was only three strokes off heading into the weekend, he'd probably be okay with
8: that. And he's had four top tens this Mm. year and two top fives, so it's not like he's a total greenhorn, obviously in a major, certainly, but Mm. he's been in contention, so he's been knocking on the door, so it's not going to be a surprise if he sticks around and he's at least a factor in this thing come the weekend.
3: I asked this of uh, Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel earlier on the show. I will ask the same of you, Wes. If you're landing on this tournament right now and you're looking to make a bet halfway through this who's the guy that's not within two strokes so we're talking about three strokes or further back right now that you would put your money on if that was your if that was your task if i said pick one guy who's who's out of the the top seven
8: well, I'll try to narrow it down here. And really, I, th- I think he might be tied for seventh, actually. But he is three off the lead. Sun-JM kind of grinded it out today and stayed at two under par, gaining a little bit on the greens, really gaining a little bit everywhere. It's really been his approach game that's carried him. He's really better off the tee than he is with the irons. And the- off the tee actually kind of been the weakest part of his game. So Sun-JM, I think, is somebody certainly the obvious being Bryson DeChambeau. We saw what happened last year at Harding Park where he was several off the lead, and then he went 66-66 and got right there in the mix, mm-hmm. just didn't have enough at the end there. So, you, you know, it's not really going too far down the board, but you can, you can be a little speculative here. I think uh, Gary Woodland has impressed me with how he's played. He is now 22-1. to He's been dealing with a lot of injuries, but he's come on, I think, pretty strong. I think anybody within about five shots right now is right in this thing.
4: It is interesting if you, I mean, if you believe in Phil, if you're a Phil, if you're a Phil believer, not, not too often you can get the leader heading into the weekend at 12 to 1, right? yeah. you know, to win the tournament. So if you are a Phil believer, you're getting 12 to 1 on him to hold on to this lead.
3: Sustainable or unsustainable for Phil?
8: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lean unsustainable, but I don't know if he's gonna sink just because the course I think is conducive for Phil because he can still hit it out a, a long ways and he's not gonna miss many fairways really on these fifty yard wide type yeah. fairways they have here Absolutely. at Kiwa Island. So this is kind of the ideal spot for him to contend. This is not like a US Open where if you go a little bit wayward, you've got four or five inches of cut of rough, and he's gonna have to try to shop it out of there and he's gonna be be making a lot of bogeys and doubles
4: you're looking at betting this as well I mean if you're if you're gonna bet Brooks Kepka, I'm gonna give you a little bit of advice here <laughs> I'm gonna here we give go. you a little bit of advice. here we go he is 450 <laughs> to win he is 400 to be leading after round three what you don't want to have is him lead after round three, and you're holding a four fifty ticket, and then he doesn't hold on. Bet them, simul- Bet them at the same time. But, but have have both tickets, so that if you if maybe you maybe you only split, but but bet both of those at the same time. You yeah. don't want to hold a four fifty of yeah. him winning. He's leading after round three, and then loses by a stroke on the weekend.
3: So Kepka's the guy, West. That um, you know, I asked, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. That brought up He's 50 to one, he's 49 to one, he's 50 to one, he's 55 to one, somewhere in that pocket pre-flop. And because he's Brooks Kepka, and we don't ever see him at that number, it was worth bringing up, because it's sort of like, is this an? do you auto bet Brooks Kepka at that number? And uh, even though I brought it up, I didn't go ahead and bet it. So he's the guy that, if he wins this, I'm going to hate myself the most about. Who's that guy for you?
8: Well, he would certainly be one of them. And right now, Brooks Koepka, number one in the field going into the weekend on stroke ain't approach. It's really the irons that has carried him, which is kind of, I wouldn't say the worst part, you know, he's totally weak. He's very solid, but it's not the strength. His strength is off the tee. His strength is on the greens, but he would be one I would regret a little bit. Uh, Also, uh, another one I would look at that I'd regret a little bit might be a guy I bet a lot, and that was Sunjay M, who I mentioned and uh, a couple minutes ago. He's a guy that I usually take a lot this time of year. He plays regularly on the tour. He hardly ever takes a week off. So he's a guy that usually plays kind of well in the southeast region of the country, especially in Florida. So those were two. But a couple of the ones I thought I was going to regret leaving off didn't make the cut. So Xander Schauffele, because I was like, man, I know when I don't bet him, this guy is going to finally win. But he's had the do factor now for about three years. So now I think it's time for the odds, man to start pricing him pre-flop at like twenty-five or thirty to one instead of like fifteen to eighteen to one.
4: It, 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 right, like some of these guys, I mean, Kelly and I talk about this all the time. Like, you know, at the end of the day, he's outright says, "What is the win equity on these guys?" Yeah, and like, right. a lot of these, like, there are dudes that can get it done and dudes that don't get it done. And be, I think we have a big enough sample size on a lot of these guys to understand who can who can get it done on a, on any given we, especially in these big major fields against these big you know talented. Field. And he's just
8: not one of those guys. But he's never. He's, you don't want to bet him because the number's always right. too short. Right. He, yeah. he He's never really that poor mm-hmm. because he was going into this number four in the yeah. world. So it's not like the guy has really kind of fallen on hard times. It wasn't even like a Rory drift a few weeks ago at the Wells Fargo where he went down to 15 in the world where he hadn't been at 15 in the world in like 10 years. So you just never get quite the drift on a Xander. You never quite get it on a John Rahm. They don't win enough for you, but they're good mm-hmm. enough. they where they're always going to maintain their price and they get that market respect.
3: Wes, appreciate it as always, man. I know you're you're a busy man, so we appreciate you taking some time and talking PGA with us. Sorry I didn't get your reference earlier. I apologize for that. That's okay. Thank you for having me, gentlemen and lady. Um, We have talked about how, you know, just every day, no hitters seem to have become. You know what has not become an everyday thing? Triple plays. The White Sox had runners at first and second in a 1-1 ball game with the Yankees in the top of the ninth. 5-4-3 5-4-3 double play for the New York Yankees and they go to the bottom of the triple ninth. Play. Triple play. What did I say? Double, double play? Double. Yeah. Triple it's play. so rare. Yes. 5-4-3 <laughs> triple play. Um, well done. Aaron Judge to lead things off for the Yankees now in the bottom of the ninth. Again, tie at one apiece. Uh, good luck with the rest of your bets tonight. Hope uh, you are a winner. Danielle, we hope you get home as a winner tonight too. There's still time. For Matt Brown, for Daniel Alvarez, for Kelly Bidlin, I'm Gil Alexander. Thanks for watching us on VEASAN's Primetime Action. The Nightcap is next right here on VEASAN.
0: At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.